I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello there! How you doing? <laughs> You're going to be doing better in just a little while. Welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder. This is Lynn Weeder. And this right here is the Word of the Living God. It is an expression of love. And it is an expression of power. And it will bring victory in every area of life. If you hear it, you receive it. And you do it. <laughs> so that's some of the things that we're going to be looking at uh, this week. We, it's been a, it's been an interesting past few weeks. We've kind of, uh, I had, I had four pages of notes, and uh, as of this, this is the, this is the fifth broadcast that we I have done from those four pages of notes. However. Um, it also happens to be the fifth broadcast that we've done, On and we're one. not off of page one yet. Oh, but it's been rich. Boy, the Holy Spirit has just shown up, shown out, and ministered um, ministered on some very specific, unexpected things that obviously somebody out there needed to hear. And uh, we, we, we excited. If it's you... And, and you know it's you, it just kind of went off in a different direction and you went, oh, that was for me. Hey, let us know? know that. That's an encouragement to us, praise God. Well, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunities that you've provided to teach and preach your word. The word that brings and produces salvation. Oh, and we're so grateful for the revelation of that word salvation. It brings deliverance. It brings protection, it brings health and healing, and it brings prosperity in all walks of life. And we're thankful for it. Thank you for your sending your son, love himself, for you so loved the world that you gave him for us. And we're grateful. We are so thankful. We endeavor with all of our hearts to speak on these broadcasts exactly what we hear you say and do what we see you do. And Holy Spirit, we're asking you to minister to the people. Each, we, we, we say the same words are broadcast throughout the world, but oh, that's where you come in because you can speak different things to each individual that hears the messages so that they hear just exactly what they need to produce that healing that deliverance and that protection and that total salvation package in their life. And we thank you for it. We receive it done just that way in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, praise God. Here we go. You got, hey, did you, did you get that cup of coffee? All right, well, if not, just hit pause real quick and make it. But Hey, right back here. All right, here we go. So we have firmly and, and solidly established the foundation that God is love. God 
is the word and that the love of God is keeping the commandments, specifically the commandments of love, the commandment to, to believe on the name of Jesus. And so we've, we've well established those things. So now we also establish that our weapons of our warfare are mighty through God, mighty through the word, mighty through the keeping of the word for the pulling down of the strongholds of thoughts and imaginations that gender and, and amplify fear. Okay, so that's what we're that's what we're really looking at doing is unwrapping the principles of fear and the principles of the kingdom that get rid of fear, which the bottom line is we're back to love because it's love, perfected, matured, developed love that casts out fear. And that's what we're after. But then we also saw it's knowing the love, the, le- the, the length, the, the, the breadth, the height, the depth of love. So we're looking at different aspects of love. And one of those aspects is knowing that we have weaponry, armament, to cast down these imaginations and these onslaughts of the devil trying to get us to activate fear in our lives. So let's go over and look at Ephesians chapter 6. We made it. We made it. We made it to the bottom of the first page of four pages of notes. (laughs) Eh, Well, you know, the Holy Spirit had amplified plans. That's hey, you know, that's a that's a good point right there. We can make good plans, spirit-led plans, inspired of the Lord plans, and then be receptive to the Holy Spirit, and He'll come into our plans and make them super plans. (laughs) All right, let's look here. In Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll pick up here in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now we are right back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of those strongholds. So let's, let's continue on. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, of love, of the word, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole entire armor of God, of love, of the word, of doing the word, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Now, my cross-reference right there for having done all to stand, it literally says in the Greek uh, language, having overcome all. And we are overcome. We are, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our Faith, which works by love. Praise God. Hey, hey, are you excited yet? (laughs) Okay. Now, 
This is the armor of what? It's the armor of love. It's the armor of the word. It's the armor of doing the word, keeping the commandments. That's the armor that we are beginning to look at and discuss. Now, is the whole armor of love, the entire protection afforded by keeping and obeying his commandments, enables us, that's what enables us to stand and withstand having come, overcome all. Now, I don't say that word, I don't say that lightly, that it's the power of keeping his commandments, the protection afforded us by keeping his commandments. Turn over to 1 John chapter 5. And now, which, which translation do you have pulled up? Well, it only takes me a second to pull up whichever Well, I was going to pull up first. the other one. <laughs> All right, well, I Let's go, go over, let's, let's read the, um, uh, the Passion Translation first. All right, I've got that. Okay. This is how we can be sure that we love the children of God, by having a passionate love for God and by obedience to His commands. True love for God means obeying His commands, and His commands don't weigh us down as heavy burdens. There you have it. Love is obeying the commands of God, the Word. You know, there's a lot of words used throughout Scripture referring to the Word. David, you can see a lot of the, the different words in Psalm 119. If you read through Psalm 119, David talks about the word just about every verse. I think it's like 171 out of 176 verses he refers to the word. But he uses different. Sometimes he'll say, your testimonies are my meditation. Sometimes he'll say, your precepts. Sometimes it's your word. Sometimes it's your commandments. It's all talking about the word of God. Okay, so don't let that let that throw you. Let me read this to you in the Amplified Classic version. By this we come to know, recognize, and understand that we love the children of God when we love God, and when we obey His commandments, His commands, His orders, His charges. When we keep His ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teachings. For the true love of God is this, that we do his commands, keep his ordinances, and are mindful of his precepts and teaching. And these orders of his are not irksome, burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. Why? Because it's those precepts, those commandments, those orders that produce victory in your life. They're not, they're not meant to be to your detriment. They are meant to be to your deliverance from all of these things that we've been talking about. And that is part of the power. That's the reason for the armament and for the weapons, which you've got to understand, but they, they operate by love. They operate by the word, which is an expression of love, and they operate by keeping and doing the word. If you, not, if you don't have that, then your weapons 
are powerless. They don't produce the effect that they're supposed to produce. So I'm what we're going to do right now, I'm going to go ahead, now that we've got that established out of those first few verses, and you can... It's just so wonderful when you relate that and you go back to you go back and forth between 2 Corinthians. And this is really, <laughs> we're, after four and a half broadcasts, mm. we're getting to the point where we're making the connection. This is what the Spirit of the Lord wanted to do is make the connection between what we've dis- been discussing about imagination and thoughts and how they relate to fear and how Satan uses them. Because that's the, 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 the battleground of the mind is the only thing he's got. He doesn't have any spiritual power to make you do anything. All he can do is make the suggestion, make the suggestion, like he did all the way back, starting with Eve and all the way through. He brings the suggestion. And so the connection between 2 Corinthians chapter 10 The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. What does that? The weapons. What are the weapons? Ephesians 6. How do they work? We just covered that. (laughs) So I'm going to read down through these now that we know how they work and, and what powers them. Stand, therefore... Having, having overcome all, remember, that's part of this, having overcome all, stand. Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Not some, not a few, not 99%, all of the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching, therefore, unto all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And I want to go ahead and and, and point one more thing out here this next verse. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. We're supposed to be bold. Matter of fact, a couple verses down here, uh, verse 20, for that for which I am an ambassador in bonds, was the next verse actually, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to to speak. You are supposed to speak and you are supposed to speak boldly about the principles and oracles of the word of the living God. Why? Because it's the only thing that's going to bring deliverance to people. That's what it's about. It's loving people. And you're not loving people if you leave them in the same old mess you found them in. (laughs) It's the word of God that'll get them out of the mess. Well, there's a scripture that says, it does no good if you just tell somebody, be filled, be warm, mm-hmm. and you don't help them be filled and be warm. It's right over there in James chapter 2 where we were talking about faith without corresponding action is dead. It doesn't produce anything. You can, you can, you can have your faith and you can tell people, hey, you are supposed to be prosperous. Have a good day. <laughs> well, it doesn't do any good. 
You're supposed to be prosperous. And then you can follow it up with corresponding action. Corresponding action one, teach them, train them in the word. Corresponding action two, give them some money. You heard me and we'll say it again. Give them some money. <laughs> and then you might also be helping them find a job opening. You might be helping them find an expensive housing. There's different things that God will have you walk them through. Hey, I just perceived somebody said, I ain't giving that guy no money. and going to go buy alcohol with it or something. Hey, okay. So take him and buy him some food. You know, we were at, actually at Southwest Believers Convention a number of years ago, and uh, we were walking uh, down the street just away from the convention center a little bit, and there was a guy that um, uh, needed help, and he came up and asked for money. And, I, you know, I, I, I do that. The Lord tells me to do it, I do it. I check my heart first to receive instructions, but this time when I checked my heart, the Lord said, no, there's a restaurant down here on the next block. Just take him down there and buy him whatever he wants. Because that's what he said. He wanted, he, wanted, he wanted some money to buy some, I think, coffee and a sandwich or something yeah. like that. So, hey, you gotta, you can't, you gotta listen and you gotta obey. You gotta do the word. So, uh, you know, took him down there and took him in the restaurant, a little cafe type thing, ordered the counter type thing, and um, got him everything he wanted to eat and drink. So th that's no excuse. They're, well, they're just going to buy alcohol with it. Well, you don't know that. They might, they might not. But look There's inward. Other There's other options. Look inward and find out what he, what love wants you to do about it. Because I guarantee you he doesn't want that person left just the way he is at this particular moment. Something. He wants you to give something. Now, we talked about this a number of broadcasts ago. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to give money. You might give food. You might give a word of encouragement. You know, but it, the Lord's going to have you give something. Even if it's praying over him in faith, he may not lead you to do anything physically at that instant in time. But he's going to have you give something. Give your knowledge of how to pray in that person's life. Again, that was not anywhere in the notes. Okay. So, the weapons powered by love, powered by the word, powered by keeping the commandments... So let's go back and look about, look, look about, let's look about, <laughs> we're going to look at the loins girt about with truth. So turn over to John 17, 17. Oh, you're there. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Well, looky there. We're right back to the word. Thy word is truth. Praise God. Now, 1 Peter chapter 1. What does it mean to have your loins girt about? Well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked because we're going to look at another, another phrasing of it here in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 13. Therefore, 
Gird up the loins of Gird your mind. mind. Wow. We're right back to thoughts, imaginations, and the mighty weapons of our warfare to bring down those strongholds, having our loins of our mind girt about with the word of the living God. Oh, wow. (laughs) Man, God is so good. And that's why he gave us instructions in Romans chapter 12. Don't you love the word of God and just letting the Holy Spirit take you through and reveal and shine light on things? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's the renewing of your mind, the girding about of the loins of your mind with the word of God that will transform your life. It'll make a somebody out of a nobody, praise God. It will transform your life, every aspect of it. Yeah, I'll do that. If you go back just a couple a couple chapters uh, earlier. I was not intending on going here, so hold on just a moment. There we go. So Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And then he goes, he goes two chapters later, you know, four chapters later mm. in chapter 12. Don't be conformed to the world. What are you supposed to be conformed to? The image of Jesus. <laughs> How do you do it? You have your loins of your mind girt about with the word of the living God. For the word was made flesh and dwelt among men in his name is Jesus. Man, wow. God is so good. And we just, we're still on the first weapon. Mm. And we got a absolutely massive key to this whole thing of casting down those imaginations of fear, those imaginations of Failure, those imaginations of sickness, disease, death, calamity, poverty. I'm not good enough. All, every thought. That's not, hey, I'm not good enough. That doesn't line up with I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, you're not the righteousness of God, but you are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this can get any gooder, <laughs> but, but we got it. Hey, 
next time we're going to get make it to the second <laughs> piece of armor. Just know we will. I know we will. <laughs> hey, don't go anywhere. Oh, man, this is... Oh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Weeder, and uh, you just heard an amazing message today, a message of faith, a message of the, the gospel, Jesus, and uh, we wanted to give an opportunity for you today that if you feel it on your heart to, to give, to do so. I'll open your Bibles with me here today in, uh, to the book of Philippians in chapter 4. We'll be starting in verse 15. It says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things you sent to me, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's what happens when you give. When you give to the gospel, it is a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. As it says here, it's at the very beginning, it's the sharing and the spreading of the gospel, touching lives, touching hearts, just being a blessing and sharing the good news of Jesus to others. And in response, God provides. It's seed time and harvest, giving and receiving, sowing and reaping. And today we want to give you that opportunity in doing so, in giving and donating to the spread of the gospel here, the spread of the word, teaching faith and blessings. And in response, God has abound, abundance abounding toward you, supplying all your need. And again, it is that sweet-smelling aroma. It is sharing the gospel. And we want to thank you for doing so, for giving, for donating, touching lives through this donation and this offering. And we do appreciate it. We thank you for it. And say it with me. Jesus is Lord. Hey, I hope you got as much out of today's broadcast as, as, as I did. <laughs> Man, oh man, I was looking. You heard yourself preaching. Oh, I was looking for a seatbelt or something. Man. I was to, whoo, run around this place. Hey, but you know, when you sow into the ministry, into David Weeder Ministries, you're sowing into people hearing these that type word. of messages. Yeah, absolutely. The word of the living God, which is what sets people free. And be not deceived. God isn't mocked. For whatsoever a thing a man sows, that he shall reap. When you sow into people's deliverances, people's healings, people's protection, people's prosperity, you have every scriptural right to believe and know that that is what the Lord is bringing back to you. But not just that, he takes it and multiplies it. <laughs> yeah, a hundred times is what's coming back to you. Praise God. It's God's system, and it works every single time. He put it in place for your benefit, for my benefit, and, and, and check this out, for his benefit. Well, how's it for his benefit? Hey, 
He gets a bigger family every time somebody receives the engrafted word and comes into the family. Praise God. Well, hey, that's all for today. But don't ever forget that God loves you, that we love you, and that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to our broadcast on iTunes. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380.